Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. For our Toddcast tonight, I'm going to call this a war for real. A war for real, and it's a play on words. You ever struggle wondering what is real? I do. Let me give an example. I have very vivid dreams. Anyone else? Anyone else have vivid dreams? Yes. Sometimes I wake up in a tug of war between what is fake and what is real because my dreams are so vivid. The other night, in fact, I dreamt that I was set to preach a sermon on Sunday and nothing went right. The tech crashed, the microphones failed, my notes were erased. The pulpit was unstable, no lie. The pulpit was like on one leg. The icebreaker was only slightly hilarious. Who said that's typical? My mother. In my nightmares. And the church, of course, was packed with people. Now, welcome, that is, welcome to the pastor's version of the Twilight Zone. That's what a pastor's version of the Twilight Zone looks like. And I woke up stressed. I really did. I woke up from this vivid dream stressed because of how badly this experience went. And then my brain starts to wake up, just like it's typical with a dream, and tries to convince you that the dream was a dream. It's not reality. But I was still stressed. I was still stressed over the dream, even though I knew at that point it was a dream. You ever had that? A, a dream is so vivid, so real, so stressful, it takes a little bit to wear off. But it wasn't real. And I found that to be very strange, that I was experiencing real stress from a fake dream. Well, my kids, like most kids, love video games. They love cartoons. They can sit in the front of a screen for hours, if we let them, and pretend to be fighting monsters or racing cars, pretend to be taking care of virtual pets or building virtual kingdoms. Unless we remind our kids that they're fake, these kids of mine, and most kids, will live in those virtual worlds as long as we let them. I remember doing that when I was little. Mario Brothers, I thought, was like the best thing of all time. I just wanted to play it from sunup to sundown. It felt real to me. Here's what's interesting though, and I think even a little sad, and maybe even a little scary, is we live in an increasingly virtual world, don't we? It's getting more virtual. Real experiences are now being replaced by fake experiences that seem real to us. When we were little, my brother and I used to collect baseball cards. Anyone else do that, baseball cards? Yeah, there's a few of us. And that was a lot of fun as a little boy. We owned, it, felt, it felt like we owned a small piece of these players because we were trading their baseball cards. We played games with the cards. We traded them with our neighborhood friends. It was almost like we were trading the actual players. It was fun and real to me as an eight-year-old boy. I remember that being a very fun experience. Have any of you ever played or heard of fantasy football? <laughs> fantasy football is big time in this world we live in, especially in America. Fantasy football is basically like trading cards for adults. I played fantasy football for years with my friends. We did. We, we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. We drafted these football players onto our teams, and then the players would play in the games and would get points for our team. That's kind of how fantasy football works. Based on how the guys did in the real games, our fantasy teams got points. 
And I remember that being a lot of fun in my mid-20s. But I also remember it being a little harmful to me trying to keep a grip on reality because it's not real. It's literally called fantasy football. But it felt real. It had real fun, real stress, real joy, a real trophy, weirdly enough. But it was totally, entirely fake. Now, some of these fake things can be benign, of course. Watching cartoons, watching movies, playing board games, playing video games, they're not wrong, are they? But with everything in the world, there's a line that we need to be careful crossing, or we might enter into dangerous territory. Would you say that's true? The culture that we live in is sadly crossing that line. They really are. We're now inundated with virtual reality and an artificial intelligence. It's everywhere. There's something called the metaverse. You guys ever heard of this? The metaverse. It's owned by the same people who run Facebook. And it's all about giving us virtual experiences that simulate real experiences. Why go on first dates when you could just date virtually on the metaverse and avoid all those awkward moments? Why leave your house to make friends when you could just make them immediately in a virtual platform and interact with them about the same things that you're interested in? Why share your real identity with anybody when you could just make up whoever you want to be, knowing that people can't validate your real name, your real race, your real height, your real beauty? Real versus fake, does it matter? The company Samsung, maybe you guys have heard of Samsung, they recently came under fire in the media because it was discovered that they were manufacturing pictures of the moon with their cell phone cameras. No lie. This is an actual story. Instead of giving their consumers the photo they actually took, they wanted it to appear that the cameras that they had on their phones were taking stunning photos of the moon <clears throat> just by zooming in. When in reality, they were just copying an actual image of the moon took by a real photograph photographer and pasting it over the photo the users were taking by themselves. It's an actual story, look it up. Real versus fake, doesn't matter. You may have seen Google's commercials about their new phones with a tool called Magic Eraser, which lets you edit objects and even people out of your photos. If you don't like a guy in your photo, just magic erase him out of there. And therefore, you can capture the perfect picture every time. Thank you, Google. But they took it even further. Now you can take a bunch of pictures of, of a group of friends and take a bunch in a row, and the software will compile, compile the best smiles of all the pictures and put them in the same picture. Letting you get the perfect picture with your perfect friends every single time, thanks to Google. Real doesn't fake. Real versus fake doesn't matter. Virtual reality is all the rage, too. Why go to an amusement park and wait in line on a 90-degree day when you could just ride a roller coaster by wearing these fun goggles they give you that lets you ride the same roller coaster in your living room? Why go skiing for real and get cold and possibly break your leg when you could just ski from the safety of your bedroom? Real versus fake, doesn't matter. Artificial intelligence is now gaining popularity. It's so powerful that artificial intelligence can write an essay or a poem on any topic in under 30 seconds with impressive detail and factual evidence. It can also mimic the image of anyone's face and a manufactured sample of their voice attached to it, making it nearly impossible to decipher the real person from their android lookalike. 
Real versus fake, doesn't matter. YouTube. Most of you know what YouTube is. YouTube, by its very design, is made to help us continue to watch more YouTube videos. That's the way they designed it. The algorithms the programmers have created into YouTube are feeding us the same topics we like to watch so that we continue to watch more and more YouTube videos. Making the creators and designers more money because they're letting us see more and more ads by watching more YouTube videos. Are these things wrong? That, that's a tricky question. And it's going to be even trickier going forward because the technology is improving more and more. And even people, including Christians, are using these things more and more regularly. That's going to be a tricky question. But I can confidently say, even though I can't answer that question entirely, I can confidently say it's the wrong question to ask. Is it wrong? I think the questions we should be asking are, are these artificial intelligences and virtual realities helpful? Are they helpful? Are there dangers attached to them? <clears throat> and maybe the best question of all is, does it help me understand, depend upon, and follow the one who is true, the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, we can only touch on this topic today because it's so vast, so complex, but let's ask this question before we're done today. Why would false reality be an advantage to our enemy? Think about that question. Why would false reality be an advantage to our enemy? What do you think the devil could accomplish in our lives by greatly blurring the line between real and fake? I believe one primary danger to that question is simply to aim us all in the wrong direction. Notice what it says in Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. Paul, the Apostle Paul writing, he says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, has commanded us to set our minds and hearts on things above, where Christ is, to focus upon heaven and the things that matter in heaven. <clears throat> Instead of focusing our attention on what's on the earth, we are to transcend our, our minds to focus on what is real for all eternity. And guess who is the only person who fits into that category? Real for all eternity. The Lord Jesus Christ and God. Paul believes that focusing upon the earth is going to greatly diminish our ability to know what is right and what is true. So he commands us to pursue what is up in heaven because that's where Jesus is. But our enemy, of course, always wants the opposite for us than the Lord does, doesn't he? If God wants to focus on what focus us on what is up and what is true, the enemy wants us to focus on what is down and what is false. For centuries, he did this by showing us all the shiny pleasures and treasures of the earth so that we lose focus on heaven and Jesus. But now, maybe because the earth is starting to bore us, or perhaps we have a yearning inside of us for what is true and spiritual and lasting, our enemy has had to get more creative by taking us into further depths of deception, by offering us a whole new realm to be enticed by. The war for real for thousands of years was simply a battle between spiritual and physical. But now we have a whole new realm to contend with, the virtual. 
a world full of false treasures and false illusions. How do we combat this new set of challenges? Instead of striving to advance upward from the physical to the spiritual, the world around us is progressing downward from the physical to the virtual. Do you notice them going the wrong way? Spiritual, physical, virtual. Paul told us to set our minds on things above. The enemy is helping us focus on a realm even below physical. And we as Christians are the only ones with the access to the light of Jesus. We've been given the enormous responsibility and privilege to shine the light on the darkness by illuminating the path of Jesus. And yes, there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. We need to be careful how we manage these waters, okay? To call out all the evils in the virtual realm is going to be a messy and awkward business. And I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. Because the word of God itself does not lay out all the boundaries for all the interactions we should have in the virtual realm, does it? So that's going to be an awkward business for us to try to do that. Therefore, I think we're forced into using the same strategy that has worked for thousands of years into getting people to stop focusing on the physical realm and to start focusing upon the true spiritual realm in Jesus. And that strategy is to simply display the true Jesus to this world. See, no matter how great the physical world is, no matter how much fun the virtual realm is, there's no comparison to the true Jesus. Do you believe that? No comparison. I have one, and many other people in this room have a testimony of those who have met the true Jesus. And that true Jesus completely changed our lives. He fully captured our hearts away from all the plastic and shallow pleasures of this world. And that strategy still works. And it works in the virtual realm as well. Instead of taking a defensive approach to combating all the evils in the virtual realm, we must take an offensive approach to displaying the beauty, the value, the genuineness of our Jesus. Because Jesus cannot be defeated. No matter how alluring his rivals are, no false god can compete with the one true God. This world needs to see examples of people who have what is true, so that instead of chasing what is virtual, they might taste and see that the Lord is good and begin following him with their lives instead. But for this to happen, the church has to be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that the, that the physical world and the virtual realm cannot hold a candle to the beauty, value, and genuineness of our Jesus. Are we convinced? Think, ask, that, ask that question to yourself tonight. Are you convinced that there's no one like Jesus? <clears throat> Can we be lured away by the virtual reality or artificial intelligence? Or, because we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good, can we only be satisfied when Jesus is our one true treasure? Only Jesus. I'm going to read a passage to you from Jeremiah 10 before we close tonight. Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 1 to 16. I'm going to take a drink first, actually. I will edit this on the podcast. Jeremiah 1, the prophet says this, Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, Learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Their idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field. And they cannot speak, for they have to be carried, for they cannot walk. 
Do not be afraid of them, nor for they cannot do any evil. Neither is it them who do good. For there is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your due. For among all the wise ones of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. They are both stupid and foolish. The instruction of idols is but wood. Beaten silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. They are the work of the craftsmen and the hands of the goldsmith. Their clothing is violet and purple. They are all the work of skilled men, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth quakes and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Thus shall you say to them, the gods who did not make the heavens and the earth shall perish from the heavens, or excuse me, shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens, and he makes the mist rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings forth the wind from his storehouses. Every man is stupid and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols, for his images are false, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of delusion. At the time of their punishment, they shall perish. None of these is he who is the portion of Jacob, for he is the one who formed all things, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Amen. Amen. Lord, please remind us again that only you can satisfy the thirsty soul. Help us to set our minds on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Jesus, we want more of you. And let this world around us see that only you can satisfy our true desires and our true longings. Church, the war for real is upon us, and we have the real God on our team. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.